and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com and the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm your host, my name is Greg Mahochko. Joining me as always, he is our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited. This is going to be such a fun show. <laughs> it is. Todd is with us. Yes, yes. John, J- John, do you have mood lighting in your room there? A lava no, lamp or lava lamp or something? No, this is just this part of this is just the old light that's in this room cuz uh I don't know why. But uh, part of it it's also my glow. Hmm, the glow. <laughs> Before we get to, into everything, but no. Before we get oh, to anything, sorry. do you want to, want to know what happened Saturday night when Todd and I went out with Aaron? I have a bad feeling about this. Tell me. So, 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 Aaron decides we're going to go to this Mellow Mushroom. Is that the name of it, Todd? Yeah, Mellow Mushroom down in the Mellow Hayward. Mushroom, and he tell us it's a forty-minute wait. So we go over to the rail yard. Those guys get drinks. We get a text. We come back. We sit down. And uh, this young college student guy walks up to the table and he goes, first, you guys need to start out with a drink. And Todd's been looking at the menu. And uh, for some fucking reason, Todd looks at the guy and he orders a beer. You know you're going to own this forever. He looks at the guy. You do not have to tell everyone this. You you do not have to. Well, you've gone too far. Did you order a White Claw? (laughs) No, he I ordered some orders kind a of a beer. wheat beer. He orders a beer, and he looks at the kid. And before I say this next line, there are Geico commercials, right? There are Geico commercials about how not to become your parents. And one of them is, oh, the, guess what? The, the waiter doesn't need to know your name. So Todd looks at the guy, and he orders a beer. And the next line he says is, but don't give me two of them or I'll have gastrointestinal issues. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I look at him and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And I look at the kid and I said, well, I don't drink anymore. I'll have an iced tea, but don't give me two. Because if you do, I'll start shitting at myself. I'll start shitting myself and screaming. And then everything went on from there. That's great. So uh, it was a, it was, you know, the pizza was really good. The pizza was outstanding. It, it's yeah. certainly one of those top 30% of pizza I've ever eaten, maybe higher than that. It was good stuff. Well, that's beer was good this too. Co- this poor college student was stuck with us for the rest of our meal. And that was only the beginning. I think Aaron <laughs> probably wondered what the hell had he gotten himself into going out for pizza with the two of us. Well, he was drinking some Jameson, so maybe he, maybe he was in good shape. <laughs> well, now seems like as good a time as any to announce our sponsor for this week's show. John, any guesses? Is it uh, Blue Chew? That's right. This episode of the Five Heart Podcast brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> Fellas, are you worried about having a first half that's played with the thud rules? You know, a little two-hand touch. Well, pop that Blue Chew, and it'll be full contact all night long. See, Blue Chew has... I hope we're getting paid for that. What? Because that's really nice. Thank you. I wrote it myself. Did we I'm... give free samples? 
Because, uh, uh, you know, I'll take them. I know you will, John. Uh, Part of my system's fucked up. I need that. I'll, I'll use them. I, I'm, I, I'm trying to finish uh, the, the spot for our, our beloved oh, okay. our beloved uh, advertiser. Blue Chew has the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, but it is a chewable, so it can work in as fast as 15 minutes. Now, a five-star recruit from any outlet, it's the perfect pregame ritual. And since it's all online, there's no awkward doctor visits or pharmacy pickups. It ships in discreet packaging right to your front door. So maybe you suffer from that dreaded ED. Or maybe you just want a little extra confidence in the bedroom. Guys, I'm telling you, Blue Chew is the blue chipper your squad needs. BlueChew.com. What happens if you take two? Uh, you grow a second one and, and the... <laughs> I don't know. It becomes awkward. <laughs> then you got some splendid to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, you know, it takes 15 minutes to activate, so that time can actually be spent in floor play, which is something that's born to most men. Floor play? <laughs> floor, floor play. Floor play is when you lay down the new uh, laminate flooring. <laughs> very good, very good. So you can get a little work done before you're ready to go. podcast. <laughs> Uh, little you know what happened when we were at the rail yard, Greg? I got to tell this, too. I'm excited. So the rail yard, I mean, it's Saturday night, and it's loud, and it's music, and there's a DJ, and it's full of young people having fun. And uh, those two guys want a drink, so we finally figure out we're supposed to go over and get in line. And, uh, you know, I drink water, so the guy directs me over there. Of course, we we uh, we get Aaron gets this text right that says it's time to come over and get some uh, some pizza. And okay, I'm take a take a step back on this what? story. First of all, the problem with the rail yard was that when you finally got to the drink window, they had thirty kinds of beer. Now, what the hell does a college bar? What what's a college bar doing with thirty kinds of beer? I mean, it, it, when we were in college, it was one kind of beer. Whatever, whatever beer they had on tap is what you drink. That made it far too difficult to make a decision. And, you know, I had to sit there and ponder what I really wanted. And so I got two Nebraska brews. I don't remember what they are. One was darker. One was lighter. And so I slugged down the darker beer. Now you can pick up with your story, John. <laughs> oh, thank you, Todd. I will continue. Hi, Nate. So, you know, we get this text, and Todd has two beers in his hand, and one's pretty empty, and the other one's completely full. And I said, well, we need to go over there to get our pizza. And Todd looks at me, and he looks at his beer, and he's not going to chug it, I can tell. And I'm thinking, I look at him, and I say, why don't you just give it to somebody? And he's like, what? (laughs) And he hesitated. That's what he fucking did. He hesitated. And there is a line in life that says, if you hesitate – He who hesitates is lost. So basically, I took the beer from his hand. And I'm going to give it to somebody. And at first, I look at this middle-aged guy, but he's already got a beer, and he's with a nice-looking woman. He's probably his wife. She's got uh, whatever she's drinking. So I walk over to this picnic table, and these two young guys, one of them sitting on the picnic table, you know, on on the table part. And the other one's got his back to me. And I walk up to this kid and I said, hey, you guys want a beer? Nobody's drank out of this. We need to leave and go eat some pizza. And now my hair. The guy thought he was getting a roofie. The guy thought, <laughs> oh, my God, on him. 
Now, I don't think he thought I was hitting on him. He just looked at me. He did. He, he looked at me. He looked at the beard and he looked at me and, he, and I could tell he, his exact mind was he's put something in this beer. Right. So I look back at him and I'm done with him already. I'm like, fuck this guy. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't trust me anyway. Cause I look like a psychotic old man, which is a good judge of character. So I tap his buddy <laughs> on the shoulder and his buddy turns and looks at me and I go, Hey man, you want a free beer? Cause we got to leave and nobody's drink out of this. And he is, he's happy as shit. He's he is Merry happy. Christmas. He is just over. Oh my God. Yes. And I could, I kind of out of the corner of my eye, see his buddy kind of start to say no. And he just starts to kind of lean forward. And then he looks at me and he looks back at his buddy and he realizes that his buddy was just like I used to be. He'll drink fucking anything. He'll drink whatever the fuck somebody you would give him a glass of whatever the fuck it was and say, drink this. And he'd just go, ah, fucking shit. And he is so happy to get a free beer. And he, he turns in and he gives me the happiest go big red I have heard throughout this entire pandemic, of which I, of course, have to respond with go big red dude. And then we go eat our pizza. But they, they just the. I guess I was surprised that some young guy would look at me and think that I'm going to drug him or something. I did. On the other hand, I, my hair is really, my God, I need to do something with this. This is, uh, I've been telling you that for six months. This is why people signed up for this podcast to listen to me talk about my hair. Hindsight 2020, I should have stayed there in the rail yard and drank my own damn beer and let you two guys go over and order the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that way you wouldn't have had the, uh, uh, the embarrassing moment of uh, ordering the beer at, at uh, the pizza place. Right, and, and disclosing my gastrointestinal concerns. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's good. It, it's smart, though, Todd, that you were out on the forefront because, hey, the more people that you have aware of your situation – more likely it is that you're uh, going to stay on the bandwagon. So, remember, Todd, the waiter doesn't need to know your name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's perfect, John. That that that, that ought to be kind of like our guiding principles going forward. Yeah. Hi, Nate. Hi. <laughs> I feel like he's trying to make us all busy. I think. Did we? Sorry, did sorry. we interrupt your errand running, sir? Are you coaching uh, third base? My wife wanted her coffee we bought, and so I am going to go get it. Or I, I grabbed it. So the coffee? Yes. Like Not a, for tonight. For tomorrow morning. Oh, what kind of coffee? Uh, it's called. It's a. Uh, it's. Uh, for a, it's called Nespresso, N E S P E R. I'm not gonna try to spell it, but it's an yeah. espresso with an N at the beginning of it. Yes, yeah, yes. And so we have one of those machines, and it, uh, and it's like, now I know what good coffee tastes like, type of deal, you know. But I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there. And and from now on, anytime you talk about beverages, Nate, you're gonna have to put your uh, sophisticated pinky out because. I drink Folgers Classic Roast, and that's just the best coffee in the world. <laughs> I don't need anything special. Folgers Classic Roast gets me through the day. Are you going to do another fucking ad or what? Yeah, I mean, they, they, know, can, they can continue to back that Folgers truck up right to my house, man. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Everybody knows that. Okay, so if, if you are making Folgers at your house, I'm fine with it, and I'll drink that. 
but when you're working in an office and like you can smell the Folgers burning on the you know whatever because it's just been sitting there you know that's when I'm when I'm out I used to just like I used to not care when I was in college like yeah this stuff tastes like burnt whatever but it gives me (laughs) caffeine right no no oh god I uh, thought you were gonna say it gives you gastrointestinal (laughs) issues no 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 (laughs) so yeah That'd have been the best. Good, good callback, John. I'm proud of you. And you, <laughs> and you say your mind isn't what it used to be. That was sharp, John. Uh, sp- what? Speaking of uh, beverages, you you were out. You know, you were uh, photographing uh, a baseball series, uh, the spring yep. game, of course. I just want to make sure. I think I think the the fine listeners and viewers of the Five Heart Podcast right here on Coronation need to know. Did you stay properly hydrated? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I did? Because it was 88 fucking degrees. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking out for you. It like was, You roll your eyes, but I'm concerned, John. It was it was 100 degrees, I think, on the field. I mean, you know, it's always hotter down on the field. And the, the wind gusts were terrible. And then uh, right after that, I went over to baseball and set out the sun some more. Well, Todd set up in the nice, cool, air-conditioned media box. And. And uh, then I then I went out with the, to the rail yard and pizza and gastrointestinal issues and all sorts of fucking shit happening, you know. And then uh, I was going to go dancing, but then those guys wanted to leave. So, okay, so you're complaining that you are closer to the action. You have a better view of the action. You have you hear what they're talking about and all that um, because it's a little warm out. And then you put us in the past and Todd. Most yeah. recently, up in the air conditioning where you can't hear anything, you can't talk, you don't feel the action, and you kind of watch it from a bird's eye view. Yeah, what? John. In what? <laughs> you realize, Todd. That you realize, Todd, when you when you get a credential like that, that you can come down and sit in the stands. Well, yeah, but I had hot dogs. <laughs> Did you? Wait, were they hot dogs or were they Fairberry Franks? Oh, they were Fairberry Franks. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. Just make sure. What's well, Tommy Boy? What's that mean? That's the big Fairberry Frank. They're really red. They're very good. I had a comment about that. Did you want to hear that comment, Greg? Does it uh, fall more in line with our blue chew spot from earlier? Well, it kind of does. Okay. You know, I, I I haven't had a – I don't remember having a Fairberry hot dog. I really don't. And honestly, I didn't rem- – I'll stay away from that talking. But I looked at this Fairberry hot dog, and I went, my God, that is really, really red. And it looks like a, a dead-skinned penis, honest to God. That's what I thought. I thought, I'm going to have this hot dog, and people love it. He told these. everybody at the real yard about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not what you're going to find uh, on, on Fairberry's advertising. Looks like a dead skinned penis. Nope, not gonna happen. Nope. Mm-mm. You know, Greg. You know what the difference between me drunk and me sober in a crowd is? I imagine honestly, very little. Not much. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not a not whole lot. And, and, and here's the thing, John. You've you've lived through it all. You've died through it all, and, and you've come back. Thank God. Uh, uh, through it all, you you don't have a filter. 
So, you know, the, the liquid courage that a lot of people experience when, they, when they've when they had a few uh, brewskis, it, it, it doesn't affect you because you're just like, all the time, what, what have you got to lose? I got a brain injury. Is it, do, you, do you go around with, with like a laminated card that if you offend somebody accidentally, you just be like, I have a brain injury. <laughs> Put it back in your No, I, I, what I have to do is get in better shape because there was a lot of younger guys eyes at the rail yard and if we'd have stayed there much longer i'm pretty sure i would have had to run away <laughs> of course todd and Aaron would have been standing there they would have been you friends with his and then they would have got the shit kicked out of them and i would have been running away down the street that's usually what my mode of operation includes we should probably actually talk about husker sports yeah we're only about 20 <laughs> minutes into the show so yeah uh so let's get to it um we're going to save the spring game. We're, don't don't worry, folks. We're going to get there. Uh, Todd has a few news and notes uh, that he was going to share with us. Uh, first, we're going to start uh, with the ladies of the lane. Todd? Well, yeah. It just came out in the news today that um, oh, Crystal Elliott, um, top bowler for Nebraska, she was named the NTCA Bowler of the Year. And uh, rookie head coach Paul Klempa was named the NTCA uh, Coach of the Year. Nice. So, you know, the honors continue for the Nebraska bowling team. Um, also by know, Nate. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, that's that's great. And um, also on the ladies' side, I just uh, looked up when, when John and I were at the baseball game, baseball games, you know, we kept getting the announcements that brought us up to speed on the softball team. And uh, Nebraska's softball team won five. It's an unusual weekend when you play the same team five times, but they swept five games from Maryland. And uh, that was a huge boost um, to them in the, the Big Ten Conference. They're sitting in fifth place. And unlike baseball, Big Ten softball typically has gotten four, five, six teams you know, into the NCAA tournament. So if Coach Ronda Ravel can keep those girls on uh, an upward trajectory, um, there's an opportunity for Nebraska to uh, make some noise here at the end of the season in softball. They got they got some tough teams coming up, but, you know, good on them. I, I believe – correct me if I'm wrong, I may be, but Coach Ravel, is, is she not the longest-tenured coach at Nebraska? I think she's the longest tenured coach at Nebraska, and she's one of the longest tenured coaches uh, in the Big Ten. Um, she's uh, across well, all sports, or no, in softball. Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, uh, coach Hutchins from Michigan's been, hmm. you know, she's been along around for a long time. But Ron Ravel, um, she's either a 1985 or a 1986 Nebraska grad, and um, she coached a couple of places, different places, and then came to Nebraska and was an assistant and then became the head coach. Um, she and I were uh, dance partners back in PE classes oh, really? at good old Nebraska U. So, Tell me more. What was that, line dancing? Well, or ballroom she wasn't dancing? bohemian, so um, I, didn't, I didn't choose her to polka. The only way you could pass polka was you had to find one of those Czech girls, one of those Bohemian girls from Wilbur or David City or somewhere. And then, you know, you just kind of whispered in her ear and said, hey, you lead. I'll hang on. And uh, then you could you could you could pass the polka. 
So I don't, I honestly, it might've been a shoddish or something like that. Hell, I don't remember, but I, I do remember dancing with Rhonda and, um, oh gosh, she just, um, retired as Nate McHugh. Doggone it. He's not here, but, um, he had a, I think it was his cousin. I saw a picture of him with, uh, this other gal he used to dance with. That was a basketball official and Schroeder and Schroeder hmm. used to dance with her third baseman for the Nebraska softball team. Interesting. So, well, there yeah, you go. good old days. You know what? It, it, a five heart episode of the Five Heart Podcast is not complete if we don't relive uh, Todd and John's college years. And we, now we save it for another time, but we could talk to you about our wiffle ball team, co-ed wiffle ball team, where we had members of the women's volleyball team on our co-ed wiffle team. You remember that, John? We were ringers. <laughs> Annie Adams, Zach. Annie, yes, Annie Adams. Oh my God, I forgot about her. She was the closest thing to a goddess that ever has walked the earth. Kathy Noth from Bettendorf, <laughs> Iowa. She was uh, she was on that team. She played wiffle ball. She was an all state softball player was in she high school. Red-haired? Pardon, Kathy Noth. Was she red haired? No, no, no. Okay. She had brown hair, I think. But I know <laughs> who you're thinking of. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I think we won that tournament. Well, we should have <laughs> two roads that virgin to yellow wood, and then a third yeah. one pops but off no, that John and Todd take the women's way team way off topic. <laughs> yeah, the women's team has been doing good, and then you know, good good thing you know, baseball team lost three over the weekend. But a positive is, um, John and I mentioned this a while back that they got another shot at Rutgers. They can they're going to play Indiana two games out in Piscataway, and then they've got Rutgers for two games. But here's here's the positive coming out of the baseball program right now. Kyle Perry, who's been out with uh, Tommy John surgery, uh, sounds like he will see some action this weekend. I'm sure that they'll have him on a very restricted pitch count, but um, it, it's good to see him back. And hopefully, you know, by the end of the season, he's that guy you can put out there for two or three innings. And and um, he, he's he's a good pitcher. So, can I ask a question? regarding Kyle Perry. Uh and but not just not just Kyle, but like any college athlete it, you know, in any sport, when they have to have a surgery, Tommy John, ACL, something like that. And, and I feel like the answer's common sense that I should know, but I'm gonna ask anyway. Is is it university insurance that that covers that? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I, I figured you have to answer the question actually vocally because we are doing a podcast. <clears throat> yes, We're it also is. Doing a unless, yes, it is. Unless they choose to use their own doctors. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, now you know. The more you know, knowing is half the battle. By the way, it was, I, 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 I'll take the blame for the, the sweep against Rutgers. You don't have to carry that burden. Joe. Nebraska baseball said, looked at me as he was walking by me in the media room and he looked at me and he goes, this is all your fault. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like it is too. Cause you know, I haven't been back to Haymarket since I was dead. And then I show up and we get swept for the first fucking time at home since what? 2009. Been a long I thought time. if we played well enough to get an NCAA regional, I go back down and shoot some more photos. But if we get an NCAA regional, I'm going to not go to Lincoln. <laughs> Cause because I, I don't, I'm not my 
baseball, for whatever reason it is, is the most extremely superstitious sport there is. I have no idea why that is. Maybe it's because I we could we could do a podcast on that later. I, I knew guys when I played uh, high school baseball who didn't wa- didn't wash their socks all season. Yeah, that sounds like trench foot. Yeah. I mean, they, I guess they, they take them off the end of the game, end of the day, whatever. They hang them up, let them air out a little bit. But I don't know. I might be making that up. I've got a bad memory too. Uh, so did, when they put them on at the end of the season, did they just crawl on their feet on their own? <laughs> God, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, socks are. <laughs> they always tell you, you hear it, you know, in you know anybody you know, in any army movie, things like that is is uh, the the first rules are keep your feet and your socks dry, you know. So, uh, what else do we have? Tell you what, it's it doesn't affect the Huskers anymore, but I, f- I feel like it, it's worth mentioning. Uh, Teddy Allen has found a new home. Uh, and he is going to New Mexico State, signing on there. So I think it's his. You know, we we uh, I don't think we said any, had any shots across the bow or anything like that. But on on the Facebook post uh, over at Coronation uh, System, by like it's his fifth college, and uh, you know some people got kind of shitty about that. You know, they, there were people like, oh well, there were the there were people who were actually like you know saying unnecessary things and there was you know a certain uh level of defense uh levied for teddy allen about you know like you don't know a situation you know but a lot of a lot of indictments about the transfer portal which again i don't necessarily disagree with but uh he's moving on um i i guess we wish him the best of luck i don't know it doesn't affect us anymore so hell with it that's true. We got a we got a crap ton of good basketball players. More coming in all the time. So Nate, you know, Teddy Allen, best of luck. We got a new uh, uh, basketball player. Tell us about him. I don't know. Is he a point guard? I have no idea. Okay, never mind. Thanks, Nate, for your contribution. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I see you. I don't know if you were just wanting to join the backwards hat club. Um, I had a, a test run with uh, these two old farts. And I said, look, am I too old to wear my hat backwards? And I had it this way, turned it the other way. And John yelled at me for not committing because the, the bill was slightly curved. He said, it's either straight and you want to be young or put it over a, a Coke can. Um, I, I, I had to say, look, I haven't worn a hat in five years. I took these out of the garage just for the show. So I like, I like your hat, Nate. I don't think you have your bill. Apparently, does not have enough bend to please John. Um, no, it's 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 better than yours. Was like some kind of weird halfway in the middle shit. Don't be doing that shit. Don't be straightening it out, you fucker. Yeah, you, you used to take a can, you used to get it wet and take some no. rubber bands and wrap it around a can, and then curve that's what it. I used to do back in the day. No, you yeah. buy you buy well, for, at least for us. And I, I'm on my porch, so if you hear an echo, let me know, and I can move somewhere else. But you would put your hat in like some like it was like a black molding. You put it in the dishwasher, and you run it, and it was like then your hat would be like curved. Anyways, so oh yeah, they, I suppose you fucking rich people do that kind of shit. Rich people, yeah. I, I, yeah, just, okay. I, I just took rubber bands <laughs> I had around a my bill. 
I didn't have a dishwasher, <laughs> and I had to walk uphill both ways through a blizzard, leading my horse sometimes, you fucking bastard. Okay. Ah, um, it's good Greg, to have the whole gang back together. Greg? Yeah, yes, Todd? The basketball player's name was Quarren McPherson. Thank you. Don't know if he's a point guard. Uh, he's 6'3", I think, isn't he? Uh um, uh, yeah, he is a point guard. Did I see yeah, a statistic uh, or, or a graphic online? And I'm not trying to interrupt you, Nate. I mean, I, I did, but I wasn't trying to. Where it showed that Nebraska at at present had a better recruiting class than some of the traditional uh, men's basketball blue bloods like Duke, North Carolina. You know, just Fred Hoiberg is out there getting it. And uh, I, I hope, I hope all these seeds that he has been sowing and, and, you know, all these players that he bring, I hope it turns into a tremendous amount of success for him. Um, not just because, you know, we're all Husker fans and we want to see, we want to finally be that damn uh, last power five or, or program to, to win a tournament game. But Hoiberg seems like a genuinely good dude who you just can't help but root for. You know, what's going to happen. You know, what's going to happen, Greg, Fred Hoiberg's going to win a Big Ten title before that fucking Fran McCaffrey is at Iowa because he's only a above-average coach that stays in a program that's perfectly happy with above-average. Crybaby Fran. those people in Iowa. Crybaby Fran. I love it. I love it. What's Nebraska happy with, basketball-wise? Basketball-wise. That's what I'm asking. What are we happy with? Yeah, you said, yeah, they're, they're, they're completely happy with that. But being like, above average, they just had players in the country. I mean, we've we've had the, our, the best player we've had in ten years is what? I mean, well, I mean, I was a huge Isaiah Roby fan, by right. the way, and so and he's by the way doing very well in the NBA, not winning a lot of games, but he's gonna get he's gonna get paid. So good. I I think to answer your question, Nate, um, above average, like Iowa is going to always have the same amount of success. Like there I feel like Iowa has plateaued. I feel like Nebraska is trending upward. And I feel like the ceiling with Fred Hoiberg is higher than that of Frayne McCaffrey. And but what are we happy with? It's a tricky question because I don't think we're happy at all. Now we've had happy moments, you know, like no sit Sunday. No, wait, wait, John, but I don't think we are truly going to celebrate until we're in the tournament and we win that first game. Now, if we win a conference championship along the way, you know, before that, great. But but there's still there's that. It's not an asterisk. It's not a stigma. But there's still that that whatever the number is and O oh, as far as tournament tournament record. It's arbitrary number and zero. And until that zero. Or, or I should say zero and arbitrary number. Get it right. But until that that win column gets a notch, when that win column gets a notch, it's going to be free beer across Nebraska for a whole week. That's my prediction. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? I feel more confident that Hoiberg will win an NCAA tournament game for Nebraska Don't you do than it. I am that Scott possible will go to a bowl game. Don't you do that to me, Nate. 
<laughs> it's your thing, you trolly motherfucker. No, I, I, I'm serious, though. Okay, I, I, you know what? Here you go. Tonight, Scott Frost was on the radio, and here's what he had. Here's what he had to say. He said, according to the Omaha World Paper, Sam McCune <laughs> says, Scott Frost says, the world we're, paper? Faster, we're, we're faster than we've ever been, definitely since I've been here. We have better athletes at almost every position. They've trained to become better athletes. I don't think we have a bunch of holes on the roster like I felt we've had in the past. That has to do with recruiting and the talent we have on the roster, but also the work they put in. The wide receivers, a position group that Frost is described as an Achilles heel, are an example of the team's growth, Frost said. I think that group is about there. Sam Torre, some more Torre, and Omar Manning. They're going to kick ass. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, I think Torre is going to be an NFL receiver, personally. Uh, Manning. If you know, they always say, yeah, if he's on the field consistent, yeah, he's also going to be an NFL receiver, which we have not had, you know, in what four years or whatever. I'd say it was Quincy Anua. Is that the last one? No, we had um, Jordan Westcamp. No, uh, he he went to the Saints. Now he. uh, he was the, he was the big leader, big time leader, right before Frost came in. I think I think maybe he uh, tough as nails kid went to the Saints. <laughs> Kenny Bell? No, he set the record, didn't he? For uh, for like receptions, yards, or something like that, or or in a single season. Oh my God, we're all we're all just hitting zeros. Here. We have such recent, not recency bias, but like short term memory. I don't know. And I think Quincy Anuma is our last NFL wide receiver, isn't he? Didn't Stanley Morgan get a? Sh- well, he wasn't Stanley drafted. Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, there you yeah go. we You're- said Stanley Morgan. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. He's a guy, though. He's a cleaning guy, though, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, here's some sunshine and lollipops. How about this? Frost gets to a bowl game this year, and Hoiberg's team wins a NCAA tournament. That would make a really good 2021, 22. So, uh, well, let's talk about that spring game then. I know, um, by the way, check it out if you haven't. There was a tremendous bonus episode uh, brought down by John and Todd. Uh, I, look, I love these guys. I talk with them every week. If I were you, I'd listen to the show, the podcast, rather than watch the YouTube video, unless you have sunglasses. Because the whiteness of these guys' legs will cause some retina trauma. And I don't want to put that, (laughs) you know, I don't want to put that evil on you. So listen to the podcast if you haven't yet. I wore shorts to the spring game and nobody went blind that I know of. That you know of, that yeah, because John, John, because it was so hot, and you just you know, persevered <laughs> through all that heat, and you know you're a hero, and now hero heroes wear capes, where you're on the field and you can see all the action. So, <laughs> John came into the press box. John walks into the press box on Friday night, and. <laughs> 
all the other riders in there wearing shorts. And John says, oh, hell, I could have wore shorts. Didn't even <laughs> think about it. So then he went to the nearest Target, Target, yeah. and grabbed him some khaki cargo shorts. Is it cargo shorts, right? Yeah, it's pockets. Lots of pockets for all of his camera gear. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I I had an extra lens that I was carrying. I was, you know, batteries, p- protein bars, Swiss protein. Army knife. Wait, are you allowed pliers. to take snacks into Memorial Stadium? I I carry bags with me, so I stuff things in team bars with me at all times. Okay, <clears throat> now we know. All right, back to uh, the spring game. Oh, spring game. Yeah, that's where we were at. Uh, full disclosure. Okay. Um, hot. What? Full disclosure. <laughs> Jesus. Are you done, John? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Right. I'll just be I quiet. <laughs> Folks, he's he's recording the video, so we I should, can't. We should feel sorry for the guy. That's why. Sorry. <laughs> Anybody else? Todd, you want to yeah, chime in inappropriately timed? Thank you, Todd. That's why you're my favorite. <laughs> so, full disclosure, uh, we had, we were, not we, my wife it, repainting our living room. Uh, so, she, we had the wall that the TV's kind of up against. We had that kind of torn down. We kept, uh, we did enough research to find out if you keep the cable box plugged in, to both obviously the cable and the power, the DVR would still function properly. So while she was doing that, I was outside mowing the yard. So I didn't actually sit down to watch the spring game until Saturday night, watched a little bit of it, Sunday night, watched the rest of it. And the automatic recording shut off two hours in, so I actually missed the end of the spring game. That's okay. World smiles violin. Smile, smallest violin, easy for me to say. Um, but the first half... And I feel like this was the general consensus. Adrian Martinez looked quicker. Uh, and again, I get it that, you know, he, he was playing in a situation where, you know, it's a spring game. He's a quarterback. You can't hit him anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, I felt like his decision making was much better. The arm looked like the mechanics looked better. The arm looked more accurate. Uh, he put some passes on the money that, you know, unfortunately were dropped, but it's, it was, um, oh shit, I guess it was May. Never mind. I was gonna say it was April, but it, it was May. Uh, so we got a few months to work things out, but I, w- I want to start there, uh, with, with Adrian Martinez as far as, you know, what, what did you guys see that, you know, John, you had the best seat in the house. It's, it's been, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, well described. Uh, wh- what was it like at, at field level watching him, you know, get, get out there and, and, uh, you know, kind of show perhaps at least certainly what we hope is is the best Adrian Martinez we we have ever seen. Well, I, he's a known quantity, so I guess I didn't watch him that closely. I mean, I obviously have a camera and a lens and a whole gob of photos of him, including one that looks slightly like he's making a pose that's famous for some statue that the best player in the nation wins, but. I mean, he did look fast. He looks good. He's a damn good athlete. You know, I, I guess I wasn't uh, – he looked slim, trim, muscular, looked like everything I'd want in a man if I wanted none. 
<laughs> I was more interested in watching the other quarterbacks. Well, we'll t- we'll talk about them. Uh, Todd, from your bird's eye view, I seems that that the consensus was pretty accurate as far as uh, Adrian looking, you know, as good as we have been fortunate enough to see him look. Well, I thought so, but you know, the whole first half for the most part was touch football. It gave the fans an opportunity to see Adrian wing it downfield. Um, I think, you know, probably now that I know more, it was probably a good thing that John didn't have any blue chew with his feelings about Adrian <laughs> that he just described uh, being that close to him. Um, I wasn't aware of that until just now. And I'm thinking, oh, Jesus. I was thinking the same thing when he was talking about all of uh, Adrian Martinez's accolades. Uh, his manliness. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like you, Greg, and, I said this a while back, you know, I, uh, I don't get all that fired up for the spring game, but you know, I wanted to see what the other quarterbacks um, were doing. And, you know, it's kind of, I, I didn't watch the whole thing cause I was in route. I saw the beginning, saw the end, but I was in route to the baseball game. John came into the press box and said, Nebraska has got one quarterback. And um, you know, it, it sounds to me <laughs> and, 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 looking at it you know i i think those college quarterbacks um but they got a lot of growing up to do this summer and there's needs to be some development this summer um because there's going to be a time one of them's going to be on the field at least one of them's going to play and have to play in a big moment i will say this and i don't know if this is the general consensus and i don't know if if uh coaches were wanting to get a better look at the lesser-known commodity that is Heinrich Harburg. Um, but I felt like he you know, he got more time on the field, more snaps than Logan Smothers. Uh, did he, at some point in the spring, jump? Logan, it, I'll, 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 full disclosure, I don't know if I've ever seen what Logan Smothers looked like or, or seen him in pads or anything before the spring game. He's kind of on the tiny side. And, <laughs> I mean, like smaller than uh, uh, Luke McCaffrey. And Luke, I think Luke had better height, but you know, I, I don't know. Uh, Harburg's six five, I think they said. It's weird because you watch it on TV, and you don't. Nobody looks six five. I mean, the the linemen still look normals like like me, six two. Uh, you know, uh, and I know that a lot of them six eight, six nine. You know, certainly, you know, uh, was Austin Allen is. Six eight, something like that, or build it. You know, his build height is six eight. Um, so TV doesn't give you the the best perspective. Um, but no. Logan, Logan just looks, you know, on the smaller side. I thought he was he, he was really. I thought he was good at improv. I he, both the quarterbacks that you know Matt Master played for a little bit. Notice how we get the names right, but. Uh, I thought that Logan Smothers, if if you got a guy that's going to go out and just make up plays and make some yardage on him, I thought Logan Smothers is going to be the guy that does that. On the other hand, Heinrich Harburg looks like a guy that in two years we're going to all be marveling at. Um, 
that Scott found this Scott. I know him on a first name basis. Obviously <laughs> he found this uh, diamond, the rough quarterback that everybody else in the nation overlooked because uh, you know, I watched him. And I thought, my God, this guy can, he's really raw. He's really slow to make decisions. He's obviously still trying to learn the playbook, but he looks like he could be just uh, uh, an amazing athlete. So while we're talking about that, and, and John, you said, you know, two years, again, arbitrary number. He's he's coming in. He just hit, what, just hit campus back in January, right? You know, one of those early graduate situations. We have right here on the Five Heart Podcast expressed concern over the ability to um, properly train up a quarterback, you know, the uh, uh, lack of progress, you know, and, and in some cases maybe even some regression. So is that a concern with someone who, you know, just with, with the eye test, you know, coming in, playing, you know, in – in a, in a big situation for him because he he's uh you know Carney Catholic he's a he's a Nebraska kid who probably dreamed of of you know running out onto the the field at Memorial Stadium and and uh, playing in front of the sea of red or uh you know let's be honest with the the covid restrictions it was like the the big pond of red uh but you know big big moment for him certainly but are there concerns about Will he be able to progress at the at the appropriate levels? Packages. And this isn't time for a blue chew ad. We're we're trying to talk football no, right now. You gotta I <laughs> you know, they did this with McCaffrey and we heard about it. You gotta give you gotta give Heinrich Harburg packages and get him on the field and get him some oh, you guys shake your heads. No. Yes. <laughs> You have to give the guy some set plays that he's going to get on the field and run. Minnesota did this successfully the last few years with a guy named Seth Green, and the guy was their big fucking tall quarterback that on short yardage situations and on the goal line situations. I mean, Heinrich Harburg could learn to throw the jump pass like Tim Debow did uh, from the three-yard line, or if it's not there, take off and plow his way through a line. There's your packages. You, you want to fight? Bring it on, motherfuckers. Come on, Nate. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I was really thrown off by the whole idea of having a package for a pro-style quarterback um, when you have Adrian Martinez. So I'm not entirely sure how to respond to that, but um, no, I, I think Heinrich is – I think luckily for Scott Frost, a revelation in, in, in some way or another, um, I think he could possibly be very, very good. Um, as far as smothers go, the fact that this makes me uncomfortable, and as far as a football sense, is that they're, they're still messing with his mechanics as a thrower. And I don't, I don't know. And, and I'm not a football expert, obviously, but when you, I, I don't, I don't think in college football that you can mess with the mechanics of a player very much because guess what? You might do all the drills you want, and you're gonna whatever slot you want him to throw into, 
But when he gets into a game and all of a sudden you have guys just coming right at him, he's going to go back right to where he was at. And it's the same thing with Luke McCaffrey. And I was, and I was critical that they thought they could t- turn Luke McCaffrey into a Division One quarterback, and I don't think I think that failed. And maybe it'll isn't it Louisville now? But I think maybe that'll work out for him there somehow. But maybe they're learning that they need to recruit guys with arm talent that can already throw the ball because they already said they're not even going to mess with um, Heinrich's arm because he can just. He can toss it. And so maybe, maybe they found a diamond in the rough, but I like Logan Smothers. He's a better runner of all three of them. Um, but, oh, man, the fact that you're, you're still messing with his mechanics makes me think that's not a good thing. One thing I did observe is Mario Verduzco. Because I, I love that guy. He was wearing a white shirt, and honest to God, if they brought back, what the hell was that show with the, the plane, the plane, what is it, Fantasy Island? You would get off that plane going to Fantasy Island, and Mario Verduzco would be the fucking guy meeting you when you got off that plane. That's that's what he looked like. I loved it. I, I think he's stylish. He, the white shirt, he stuck it out. But one thing I noticed about him is he had a little notebook and he was constantly scribbling stuff in it throughout the entire spring game. So he wasn't just messing with the mechanics. He's messing with your head. Put packages in there. <laughs> you know why you get a package, Nate? You know why you get a package? Why? Because Scott Frost has got the whole warehouse full of an offense. And some people can't grasp the magnitude of Scott Frost's mind so you have to package it in smaller quantities and feed it into their brains. No, no. The, the, the time that you run a package for somebody like a quarterback is when they can't throw the ball very well. And so the, the team doesn't have – the, the, the other team doesn't have an opportunity to set up a game plan for what's coming for them because that quarterback can't read a defense, which is what happened at Ohio State when, you know – all of a sudden, we throw McCaffrey in there, and he, you know, he just we, we go and run down the field, and we score a touchdown, and then Ohio State, and then we never go back to it. You know, another package is when, or the year before that against Ohio State, remember we were running the triple option essentially, yeah, and that was so cool. By the way, so cool, and we about uh, we about ran it right down on him, but then we they called Ohio State had to call a timeout. And and then they blew off our doors anyways, but so and then yeah. Adrian threw that fucking interception where the guy yes. landed on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it was like Nebraska fans were like, holy crap. Like it's these triple options, like you know, like oh <laughs> and I don't know why you don't go back to that, but like I said, oh it's a package, so I guess never mind. That's a package, John. It is. So <laughs> Let's let's spend a little bit of time because uh, uh, we're we're closing in on an hour here, and that I'm okay. I got nothing going on tonight. Um, but let's let's spend a little time talking about some of the more unknowns because we had a lot of turnover um, in the last year at wide receiver, and we have almost a brand new you know running back room. Uh, and of course, uh, Marquis Step did not play. Uh, we had some familiar names, uh, you know. Uh, Ronald Tompkins played. We had 
uh, younger guys who did not see any, you know, live game, you know, fall season action like Sevian Morrison got some, uh, but let's start with the running backs because I feel like heading into the spring game, there were a lot of question marks, uh, around the running back room. And at least what we see is there are a lot of options. I don't know if anybody necessarily like broke out of the pack. You know, if we have a, a, a front runner at, at running back, no, no pun intended. But I feel like there's a lot of, I, I you can almost say variety too, because I feel like a, a lot of them are, 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 uh, uh, built a little different and have a slightly d- different skill set. Uh, but I feel like, you know, Scott Frost has, again, I don't want to be redundant, but I'm pretty good at it. O- options in the running back room that he can, he can put in there. Todd. Well, he played a lot of kids, you know, in the spring game, which you would expect. Um, but I, you know, the one that I guess I'm kind of most excited about is, um, Oh, the, that I can't say his name. Is it Jacques Yant? Am I saying it right? Um, you know, he's a, he's a walk on and he's a big kid. And, um, how nice would it be to, to see a Nebraska running back that's physical and that, um, can take a hit and can dish him out. And, you know, that's supposedly what, uh, they think they're getting with, with, uh, Marquis' step, you know, who's out with an injury, but, um, you know, I think there's enough running backs that if the O-line creates the holes, creates the creases, I think there are the guys there that can gain yards. I I, I want to talk about uh, uh, real quick uh, because uh, Todd, uh, a lot of comparisons were drawn to him and Imani Cross. I think Imani Cross was brought in to be kind of that you know, big physical back. However, he was brought in the same recruiting class as as Amir Abdullah, and when I, I feel, you know, Amir Abdullah was, you know, a, a, the type of talent that, you know, even you you can't get him off the field, you know, for situation because he was so talented, uh, he was so effective a runner that he, you know, granted it was against uh, Fort Monroe school of the blind or whatever a team that had that, you know, that, that big, that big game winning game saving, uh, touchdown run. Um, uh, but he, he was so good that he, he fit in, you know, like a Swiss army knife, he fit into every situation. So Monte Cross did not have quite as much of an opportunity to show, I think his skill set. And he, he was one that I was very excited to see when, when, uh, he signed, but, uh, I, I'm hopeful that, uh, Jack, Jacquez Yant, uh, has the opportunity is given the opportunity to, to showcase his skills because, like you said, Todd, big physical. I think another word you could use could be punishing. You know, in, in a right in a right scenario, he could he could uh, uh, you know lay the wood on a on a defender. So that'd be kind of fun. We we haven't had that in a while. Speaking of laying the wood, gentlemen, Bluetooth.com. No, moving on. Um, hey, what did you think of the running backs? Okay, so. I I was very impressed with the answer. Yeah. Anyways, the guy we've been talking about, and I think uh, he needs to drop about ten pounds. I think, and he, I think he still be he will still be just as physical. And um, running back coach 
uh, Ryan Held even mentioned that essentially they all need to get in shape because they all have been injured throughout spring spring ball, and uh, so that, I think that's going to be the, the the determining factor. Sevan Morrison, I think, looks like the most natural running back. Um, I would say uh, Ronald Tompkins supposedly is like the most talented and I, he's obviously further down on the depth chart for whatever reason. And he's dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, Marvin Scott, I thought looked really good, but I think his ceiling is a little um, lower than Sivian Morrison. Uh, but I think to me, um, Yant looks like or Yant looks like a hammer. And I think he would be a, uh, what a, uh, what did Young say? Um, as far as a set of plays <laughs> that called, um, container. my package. Oh yeah. One of those. I don't and know that we go package. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, Oh, we're on the three Discreet. yard line. Maybe I'll put that guy in, you know, um, you know, um, no, another name that we, none of us have, have mentioned yet was Gabe Irvin Jr. Uh, you oh, know. I, oh, yeah, yes, but, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, he he is uh, to me. He looks like a a smaller uh, compared to some of the other guys. Smaller, but he can catch it out of the backfield, which maybe the other guys can't. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of the, the difference. He's kind of a do it all. The fact that he's from a powerhouse, and I think in Georgia, and if you're, I mean, that's the thing. If, running back as a true freshman, he might, some people think he might be number one. And so I guess we'll find out. There's a, uh, there's a scenario that, that rolls around in my head, you know, two years out, maybe three years out, depending on how the depth chart, let's go two years out where your one, two, like your backfield uh, could include Irvin, uh, you know, Gabe Irvin Jr. And, Jacquez Yant. And that is that is something that Husker fans I think should be really excited for. And I'm not I say I'm not taking anything away from any of the other uh you know guys that we mentioned because as I as I said kind of at the outset we're talking about the running back position is there's I think as it, like you said Nate, you know, getting everybody healthy is going to be key, you know, between now and you know July August. Um but there are so many this might be as a deep uh, uh, running back pool, running back room, as we've seen in a long time. It's a shame no one's ever invented an offense that has three running backs in the backfield. You know, maybe like one of them who puts his hand down in the ground and a couple of other, you know, one to the right of him and one to the left of him maybe, and, and runs an offense from that kind, I don't know. It makes sense to me that maybe that's possible. Are you talking about the diamond, Todd? Well, something more like, oh, like a like a V or a wishbone or something like that. Maybe <laughs> you know. Um, Are you going to have them swing their fucking heads too for a fake? <laughs> You're going back to. I'm going to have to spin all the way around. Direction <laughs> God, I want we that can't spinner go back to a, We need a fullback. We got to have a fullback. If the fullback doesn't exist, we ain't ever going to win again. Burr, 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 burr. 
Run the damn ball. <laughs> uh, so another position that, you know, as I alluded to, you know, a few minutes ago that I think a lot of people were curious about to, to see their, their progress. Uh, you know, the personnel would be a uh, wide receiver. And we, we touched on it at the beginning of uh, Omar Manning. You know, he did have a kind of a crucial drop. Uh, Kenny Bell made the joke. He said, he's got green gloves. I don't know about those green gloves, but then again, uh, Kenny said uh, on the commentary, he's like, I used to wear that blue jersey under mine. I don't think a lot of people like that. So, <laughs> so he, you know, and, and you know, Todd and, and uh, John, you guys were uh, at, at the game. Of course, we know Todd, bird's eye view. Uh, John right there on the sideline, best view in the house. Uh, so he didn't, in, unless he went back and watched the the broadcast, but I thought Kevin Cooler and Kenny Bell did a nice job. I thought that uh, Kenny maybe was a little nervous at the beginning, but kind of warmed up and and found his rhythm eventually. But uh, back to the receivers, which of course Kenny knows uh, a thing or two about. I feel like there again. I don't want to repeat myself and say options, but I feel like there there's some quality talent in that group, and I don't think we even saw everybody. Uh, on Saturday, did did I miss it? I I didn't. I don't. Again, I was watching it, or you know, while you know, feeding a child or or two things like that. But did I see Xavier Betts out there? I, or, or yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. He was out there. Sorry, Mister Betts. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know he's. He had to play with his second string quarterbacks. That's why. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, but again, good problem to have. I think uh, my. I think he got one, 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 one catch. I was thinking about this too because I know that uh, you know Kugler said that the the team was broken up, heavily favoring the red squad, and of course the final was twenty one twenty white. Um, I always wondered why not put the ones against each other, number one offense versus number one defense. Uh, wouldn't that make for the most Equitable uh, matchup injuries. That's why. Okay, thanks. Yeah, because they said they had forty three. I know. I'm sorry. I walked away. So I don't know if you said it already, but no, they had forty three players on the injury list during the spring because they said it was a very physical spring as they're trying to catch up. Forever, you know, whatever that means. Actually, I, I guess I, it, it depends on what you expect out of your spring game. Do you expect anything that resembles reality or you just there to have fun? And I, I think that it was, you know, first of all, the receivers going back to that, uh, I think our receivers look, I read that bit earlier off the Omaha world paper. And uh, <laughs> I think Frost has the best set of receivers that we've seen in a long time. They're just going to have to, you know, obviously with all of this stuff, there's the P word and it's not, because of Blue Chew, it's potential, and we are going to have to go out on the field and show it. I thought right? you were going to say pandemic. But I was confused. When you look at Omar Manning and Samare Torre on the field, they, you know, the, the the way they pick the college football playoff is the fucking eye test. Those guys pass the eye test with flying colors. You know, Samare Torre just looks like he's going to set the world on fire. I mean, he looks like an excellent specimen. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> uh, Oliver Martin too. I think 
I think he's he's going to be really good in the fall. I think he will be. I think I think going to have to keep your eyes out for Will Nixon a little bit too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know that he would be one of the starters, but I think if um, there's going to be any kind of the the um, second coming of uh, Wandale Robinson, it's going to be it'll be Will Nixon. You know, yeah, and they, they said, and I've read that too about Will Nixon that he's probably Wandale's replacement. And I was I was really big on Elante Brown, and I I didn't notice him during the spring game, and I I, I think he did play. I mean, he might even had a catch or two. I'm not sure, but I'm a big Elante Brown fan, and I didn't really notice him. I kind of forgot about him. Because I thought he would be Wandale's replacement, and maybe not. Maybe it is Will Nixon, you know. And so that I mean, that's fine, you know. However it works. Uh, I don't think there's gonna there's not gonna be a Wandale replacement. No, but you're still gonna want to run some of that kind of some of that scheme. I think. Well, yeah, but you go back to UCF, and I I think of you. One of the things that happened in UCF under Scott Frost's offense was. Uh, they continue, they spread the ball around between eight or nine guys. Yeah. And I think you're going to, you know, if we're successful on offense and the potential comes about and our offense actually starts clicking, we're going to see a lot of guys on the field and a lot of guys running routes. You know, there's, I, I saw today also, there's three pretty, you know, uh, highly sought after maybe, or maybe that's not the right word, but, there's three wide receivers that are not on campus yet. You know, they're going to come in as true freshmen here, you know, in a month or so. And, you know, people are, are speaking fairly highly of them. So, you know, maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe that uh, group will become even more, uh, have even more depth. So I think, I think, I think they're in good hands. So. Yeah, the one thing nobody talked about, nobody talked about the spring game. We haven't mentioned it. Nobody, I saw nobody, Almost nobody bring it up at all. Nobody is talking about the defense because nobody is worried about the defense. I mean, there's a couple of points about the defense that you might be worried about, but literally nobody's like, oh, my God. The defense was handcuffed. You couldn't tell what the defense had in this game. But, I mean, even as a conversation piece – it just literally has not come up. You, you know, I think it's interesting. And uh, I'd love to see a list of, you know, the trans, you know, the players who have gone to the transfer portal. Oh, there's a baby. I think I heard. <laughs> and the players in the transfer portal on the defensive side compared to the yeah, sorry, on the defensive side compared to the offensive side. And I think that's a big part of it. I don't know. And I think a big part of it is consistency on the offensive side and um, some really bad decisions. Sorry, did I say consistent on the defensive side and some bad decisions on the offensive side? I think it's kind of – because I think Nebraska fans, we're all worried about the offense, right? I think we feel like the defense is something we can, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to be the 2009 defense, 
but maybe they could be the 2000, I don't know, 13. <laughs> yeah. Something that's like, I don't know, maybe you can slow somebody down. Well, we're going to find out. And we start out with Illinois. And this week we find out that we get to play Fordham at home in the second game of the season. Hot Anybody dog. know anything about Fordham? Vince Lombardi, seven blocks of granite. Okay. That- <laughs> can, can you elaborate on that, Todd? Yeah. I mean, we know who Vince Lombardi is, but seven blocks of granite? Joe Pesci starting a movie with mobsters. Apparently, you know, I don't, I, does that relate to Fordham? What the fuck is Vince Lombardi and seven blocks of granite got to do? Vince Lombardi played football at Fordham. And back during that era, they had an offensive line and their two ends that they referred to as the seven blocks of granite because they were so stout. That's what I know about Fordham football. That's from the 1930s. John, when you were, I think you were on your first marriage back then. <laughs> hey, don't laugh at that. That wasn't that funny. Fucking funny, Greg. Jesus. You can't. You can't. Denzel Washington. You can't yell. You can't yell at me. I'm holding a baby. Oh, well, you're right. <laughs> Denzel Washington, Alan Alda, or alumni of Fordham. Okay. Hey, uh, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Can I say something? Oh. Sure. Nate, are you going to go oh, scorched earth? Is it... What? Are you going to go scorched earth? I feel like whenever you no, preface something by saying, I, actually... I have thoughts, that means uh, we're all in trouble. No, I feel like we're just trying to like talk about it without having an opinion. Anyways, um, the fact, a bunch of people who are upset that we have now dropped uh, who – Whoever we dropped, I'm sorry. We, we dropped Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah, and they're like super upset we dropped them. And we added Fordham, even though they're both FCF schools. And, you know, there's going to be the money difference and all that. Hopefully we can reschedule the other team. Uh, but I just thought, like, some people were so upset. Like, we thought, they're like, oh. This is Nebraska again. Look at that. They're scheduling Fordham. Like, no, no, no. We're just moving the FCS school that's going to be, in, what was it, week 10 or whatever. We're just moving it to the beginning so we get a home game and then we get one win on our belt. And yeah, especially if you lose to Illinois, you know, because we definitely could. And so there's a large section of the fan base, or not large, I should say. Who knows? a vocal section of the fan base that thinks that, like, look at us again. Or maybe it's people really? outside. Really? Is there people that think that way? Yeah. I Yeah, because I saw some people talking about it. Like, they thought, oh, you might as well just uh, schedule a high school team or something like that. And I was like, no, we, we just want to move someone, somebody up because we're playing – the original plan was to play Illinois and – in um, Ireland on week zero. And now we're not. We're just going to play Illinois at Illinois on week zero. And then we're going to have one home game at um, Buff- against Buffalo. And then nothing until I think October, right? And yeah. so, like, that's not, I mean, like, that's not, 
ideal. I mean, like, really. I mean, it's, it's far from ideal. So I think it's smart that they did it. And so, yeah, we were playing four. I mean, yeah, maybe we're going to beat them. Who knows? Or, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe we'll beat them 35 to 20. And then, you know, we can all go home and be happy about ourselves. Who knows? So. Are, are, are the vocal – the vocal crybabies uh, that you're referencing there, Nate, your, uh, my word, not yours. Um, but do they not realize, like, I'm, I'm in complete agree. Like, November, you know, week 10 or week 11 or whatever is no time to schedule an FCS opponent. Uh, thank you, son, for farting in my hand. Uh, um, but uh, are, are, do they get, do they realize that, like, and, and, and I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that mentality, but, Alabama, you know, where were these people who, you know, were they saying anything? Did they have an opinion when in back-to-back years Alabama was playing Mercer and Citadel the week before the Iron Bowl? I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous. It, get get your non-con out of the way early. Your 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 payday games, uh, you know, whatever uh, whatever it is. But October November that's conference play. You know, and and so I fully support the the program's decision to to move in this direction. And again, whether they'll reschedule Southeastern, Louisiana, or what, I don't know. Don't care. Uh, it fill in with somebody else. I don't care. Uh, it makes more sense, both you know, uh, for com- competition and for finances to have that home game in September. Than it does in November, uh, so. Well, I, I I would say the 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 question is why when you knew that the game was not going to be in Ireland, why does it still have to be on week zero and not week one? I think that was one of the questions, and I don't know the answer to that at all because guess what. Then we're going to play because if we play, you know, we played Illinois week zero, then we have a week off. And then we could play Buffalo, who, by the way, could beat us. And then we go play Oklahoma, if, I, no, if, no, that, if no. I'm correct on that. Buffalo's, so, Buffalo's Buffalo, uh, coaching staff just moved, to, just moved to Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're, that they're going to suck. Yeah, I got a pretty yeah, good idea. Is that, is, is that 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 at least have the schedule correct? Yes. Yeah, you pretty have the close. Schedule correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I understand that 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 Kansas hired, and a lot of staff went because I I because I was happy when that head coach because he's the coach at UNO um, went to Kansas because that's good for us because that was not going to be an easy game for Nebraska. And then he took a bunch of the assistants with him, which is good for us. But again, <laughs> we won three games last year, so it's like <laughs> you know. But anyway, so we we won three games uh, out of eight. Uh, Had we played twelve, we would have won seven. I'm not that worried about it. <laughs> okay, oh, listen, the people that think that goodness, we, man. The, the, the people that think that moving the, the game to uh, September in the first week, they're just joy-killing fucknuts. That's all they are. You're going to have – what you're going to have is a home game that's completely full of Husker fans. 
that you can show to recruits. And there is nothing more beautiful than a full Memorial Stadium in fall in Nebraska. You're going to bring those recruits in in November when it's fucking cold? No, you're going to bring them in in September when it's absolutely gorgeous and everybody's happy except for these curmudgeon-y fucknut people. You know, it's still bitching. Okay. Maybe you should give up your tickets and go fucking root for Iowa, you average motherfuckers. Yeah. So that's okay. So, okay. So then uh, to add on to that is now we get a bye week before if I'm, and I'm, do we, do we play Ohio State, uh, Minnesota, and Iowa? Is that how the season ends? Between Ohio that's State where that game and Wisconsin. Was. Oh, okay. I mean, so I, I would prefer a bye week there. I would think going through that schedule, but can, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've talked too much about it. So, anyways, you have, but that's okay. We still love you, Nate. Sorry, I got no problem with the change in the schedule. None. We moved the body bag game from November to September. That's it. That's all it is. It's a fucking body bag game. People were upset about it, man. I don't, know, I don't know why, but they were. Guys, they want to bitch about it. People just like to bitch. I, They're crusty old fucking men. You know, I I have to be around crusty old men a lot. Well, I don't actually, but there's Todd. He can be pretty crusty sometimes. Him and his right. fucking intestinal issues. <laughs> <laughs> I I will I will say this. It it has the last <laughs> Five, six, seven years, which is, I know it's, in the grand scheme of things, it's a short uh, window to look at, but when we are in essentially year 20 of uh, rebuild, mediocrity, whatever you want to call it, the biggest hurdle in Nebraska fandom in is Nebraska fans, you know? Um, so we, you know, it, the through these gates, you know, and, and that quote, but, and every, everybody I've ever talked to who's ever, you know, sat around a Husker fan, if they're not Husker fans, like, Oh, Husker fans are so nice. They're so, they're so inviting, so warm and welcoming. And that's true. As long as you're wearing the colors of another team, as long as it's not Iowa, Colorado. Um, <laughs> but the infighting in Husker nation is getting to the point where it's almost unbearable. You know, we, we rallied around Scott Frost by Nate. Uh, he said by this time, that was sweet of him. Uh, we rallied around Scott Frost for, uh, a game, you know, or, or a half maybe, you know, um, well, I, I guess it was that his first game. What, was that the Colorado game that we were up big at halftime and then, and then lost? Yeah. So at, at the end of that Colorado game, forty uh, percent of the fan base had turned already. You know, it, and here we are now, the beginning of year. Will you stop? I'm trying to make an important point. Thank you. We're we're the beginning of year four, and there's still that divide. And we've been saying here for a couple of years now. You know, the Frost didn't know. I mean, Haas Reuter said it when, when he was, uh, uh, you know, a, a regular part of the tripod that Scott Frost didn't know really the the deficit 
the the uphill climb that he faced when he took the job. And if he didn't know, ever schmucks like you and me didn't know. And, you know, all we had was what we saw on TV, what we read in the paper, what we heard on the radio. So the fact that, you know, there's still this ravine, this Grand Canyon-like divide between people like, you know, Frost is going to get it done and Frost is never going to get it done. It's, like I said, it's unbearable, it's annoying, it's frustrating, and I'm sick of it. You know, like a wise man yeah, once just, said, can't we all just get along? Greg, you have to realize that back when Tom Osborne around, people bitched about him constantly. Oh, that's they, fine. Charlie McBride couldn't coach a defense. He was a terrible coach. He didn't know how to coach defense. He didn't know what a defense was. Tom Osborne couldn't win the big one. Ba da 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 It was fucking on and on and on. You know, you only appreciate those people when you're gone. Okay, so, and, and, and I've heard that. And I'm not disputing that. The difference is that was, let's say, the 80s. There was no social media, Twitter, anything like that around. So I think the while I want to say the majority of people get it, there's still that that vocal, you know, uh, uh, piss poor attitude group who you know all they are is so negative. Like recruits see that. And we want to stick our head in the sand and say, "Oh no, it's it's fine." You know, they're 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 going to come here for for uh, for the five national championships and and playing in front of the the you know most you know consecutive sellouts in in uh, college football and and all these other accolades. And maybe they do, but they also don't want to. I feel be you know coming into a a toxic situation and i don't like using that word toxic because it's taken on uh, that word has taken on a life of its own in the last few years but if if you if you do something wrong uh you know it's tough to be adrian martinez in nebraska because you are carrying the hopes and dreams of the entire state on your back every saturday and if you do something great will carry you off the field. And if you do something wrong, we'll bury you under the field, you know, and, and it's, it's tough. And we have, we have, it's, it's the end of the first week of May, 2021. We have, I don't don't know, three months, we'll say three and a half months before game time, before the season starts. And we have to figure out in that short amount of time to do something that Husker fans haven't been able to do in the last 20 years, and that's get along with one another. Uh, I put the challenge out there, uh, Husker fans, if you're listening to this, take this seriously because it, uh, we've we've seen it. We at Coronation have seen it in recent years that there's more to life than football. Uh, the, it, I... I yeah, I know, John. You're 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 making. There's Nebraska baseball. <laughs> There's Nebraska baseball, <laughs> but 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 there are things that there are things that are bigger than you know Husker sports, and it's it's it I, it doesn't pain me to say that because we've all experienced it. Like John died and came back. One of our good friends didn't, you know, and yeah. and and that's that galvanizing moment when you realize that. You know, we used to say win the damn game. 
uh, in honor of, of Brian. And, and but there, there's so much more, and I get it. I I love putting everything on the back burner on Saturday, you know, morning, afternoon, evenings, and I love devoting that chunk of time of my week of my life to Husker football. I love coming on here and, and doing this podcast, and uh, uh, I'll I'll do it as long as as long as you have me, John. Um, but we have to figure out how to just, you know, be be the relief pitcher, be the uh, field goal kicker, be the goalie with the short-term memory. Something bad happens, poof, can't control it. Let's move on to the next week, baby. That's all we've got to do, and we suck at it. <laughs> Amen. What do you say? I'm we're a bunch of crybabies. Was that meta? Was that on purpose? Not, not you or Todd <laughs> or Nate. I mean, <laughs> I and I, I see it. You know, I, I, I think. And again, I'm speaking from observation. What I see, and like, I think the coordination group that we have, uh, the Slack chat room. You know, it, it's animated at times, but I think everybody gets it. And I feel like there's that that uh, fraction. That percentage of the fan base, they just want to, they 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 have something empty inside them that they just have to, like you know, burn every bridge on their way out of town, and it sucks. And I'm tired of seeing it. And I just I I I'm sick of the belly aching. Let's just move on. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Odd. No. Well, I, I don't know. I, there's nothing that I can add to that. You know, I, uh, I, I agree with, with what you're saying, Greg. Um, but I, you know, as far as Nebraska football is concerned, I'm, I'm optimistic. And in, in fact, I'm always optimistic. I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker. Um, I think that, um, uh, this team, uh, is going to, uh, have to play very well this year to get six or seven wins. Um, I think they can do it. Um, but you're right. The fan base, the fan base needs to be united behind him. And, um, you know, I'm not going to think about football until, until August rolls around. There's other, there's other fish to fry right now. And, um, we'll get, we'll get fired up for it in the fall. And, uh, you know, so it is. John? Are, are we are we gonna finish now? Because I'm <laughs> running out of energy, the old man. I do want to throw one thing in, just between the three of us. Oh, between I do I do have a new third favorite college football team. <clears throat> oh, pray tell who is it? Presbyterian. They play in the. They're an FCS team. They play in the Pioneer League. They just hired Kevin Kelly to be their head coach. Kevin Kelly coached at Pulaski Academy in Arkansas. And he did not, his teams did not punt. They did not punt. And 90 plus percent of the time, they kicked onside kicks. And he had different onside kicks for different, under different situations. I hope that the rules in college football aren't so messed up that he can't bring that kind of 
philosophy to to college football. It might be fun to watch Presbyterian. Um, Bill Belichick is a big fan of his. Um, exciting times at Presbyterian, <laughs> whatever they are. The preachers, the Presbyterian preachers. Are they really? Well, oh, there you go. I, I have no idea what they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real, real quick, while we're laughing uh, and joking, want to uh, congratulate uh, the young men who were either drafted or signed uh, uh, undrafted free agent contracts. Uh, you had uh, Brandon Hymas, who was drafted. Matt Farniak was drafted, um, and then you know I couldn't tell you last time the two offensive linemen were drafted in the same class. Uh, but congratulations to those men. Then you had. Um, uh, uh, Diedrich Mills, who signed with the Lions, uh, DiCaprio Boodle with the Chiefs, and Jack Stoll with the Eagles. Those are the only ones I know about. I don't know if any other happened when I've been out of the news cycle. But uh, if you want to pass along, congratulations to those men. Go make that impact. So uh, one of the, one of their uh, 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 one year ahead of them uh, went out and, and and won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Mister uh, Davis. So. Anything's possible, man. Uh, the world is your oyster. Uh, don't eat it. I don't know why. It just feels weird. So that is it uh, for that is it for the five heart. Making funny faces. I, I can't do anything to smile. That's it for the five heart podcast. Uh, thanks to uh, Nate McHugh, who was able to spend some time with us. Todd Wolverton, John Dam Johnston, of course, as always. I'm Greg Bahachko. We remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red. And that goes out to that guy I gave that beer to and how much joy he had on his face for getting a free <laughs> beer. He was so excited. And I hope everybody experiences that much excitement in the coming week. Todd? Pay it forward. Amen. <laughs>